This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. As the USMNT prepare for two huge World Cup qualifiers this month, beginning with a big one against Mexico, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome Tyler Adams, one of the most important players for Greg Berhalter's squad. In my humble opinion, the most important. And ahead of this window, Tyler joins Kego Lasso to discuss these two big games, RB Leipzig and his partnership with Stat Sports and much, much, much more. A very special USMNT Kego Lasso episode begins right now. Everybody, welcome to Kego Lasso on CBS Sports. Thank you so much for being part of the family. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Kego Lasso Pod. We're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CBS Sports, and your CBS Sports app. Right then, I don't want to take any more of his precious, precious time. The last time I spoke to him, I was at Sports Illustrated. He was about to go to Europe, and my goodness, how time flies. Tyler Adams, welcome to Kego Lasso. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, as I mentioned, the last time I spoke to you was a while ago. And now, you know, even though 22 years old, but still wise beyond your years, my friend. Uh, first time I spoke to you was before you left for the Bundesliga. Still with the Red Bulls. You're now six years as a professional. Tell me, how do you think you have changed in that time? Yeah, it seems like ages ago I was preparing to make that move to Europe a move that was, you know, long awaited for me and, and always a dream of mine. Um, but I've changed so much as, as a player and a person throughout those six years of uh, being a professional. You know, I started off very young in the ranks of the USL uh, with Red Bull and slowly progressed my way through through the system there before making my first couple appearances with, with New York. And, you know, gratefully, I was able to stay within that Red Bull family and make a move to RB Leipzig, where now I get to play, you know, some of the best competition week in and week out. Um, and that's also ultimately helped me as a player as well and, and you know, really developed me as a person. Absolutely. And we're going to get into that, specifically your time in Europe and, of course, the USMNT. But I was wondering right off the cuff here, Tyler Adams, uh, you know, you, you have worn that armband as well, a leader on the pitch specifically for the USMNT. What are the added responsibilities uh, on and off the field, do you think, when, when you wear that Cantus armband? Yeah, since I was a, a young player, I always loved shouldering the responsibility of the team and wanting to lead the team and, you know, ultimately help my teammates succeed. So um, when I had the privilege to, to first wear the armband for, for the national team, yeah, there was, you know, extra responsibility, extra weight on my shoulders. Um, but it was something I was willing to embrace. And, you know, the, my teammates helped me in that role. Uh, they give me the confidence and respect I need. We all respect each other as a young group. And, um, yeah, I just want to do anything to win and help that team. You know, it's funny, before we started taping, Tyler, uh, you were trying to get a book or something to balance your, your camera so we could see you better. And we asked you what book you were reading, and it was Relentless by uh, Tim Grover, uh, obviously uh, the former trainer of Michael Jordan, Kobe. Is that one of the reasons why you're reading it, to just get that 
um, inspiration and motivation to not just be a leader, but somebody that can really determine itself uh, on the field? Yeah, absolutely. I always want to develop as a person as well. And, you know, learning some of the top characteristics from the best leaders, the best athletes in the world um, is something I'm always looking to do, adding little nuances here and there to help me and help my teammates um, in any way possible. And, you know, it's no better way to learn than from the best winners in the world. Absolutely. Um, listen, the USMNT players and coaches staff elected you to the leadership council. How, what does that entail and, and how important do you value that role? Yeah, I think that, you know, being in, in such a young team, we need leaders within the team that are going to shoulder some of that responsibility. Players that when they come into camp and they're new, um, when they have questions, you know, what do we wear to this or what time is this or just things that maybe we need to change to make it a better environment for everybody um, that they're coming to us and we can kind of be a buffer um, in between the players and, and the coaching staff. So, um, yeah, I, I shoulder that responsibility. Um, I want to make it a good environment and help all the young players that come into the group. Um, and I think that when the young players are comfortable coming into that group, we're ultimately going to have the most success on the pitch. Well, somebody that has helped you along the way is Jesse Marsh, a friend of the show as well. Somebody that I really like, not just as a coach, but a person, a great human being. What has it been like reuniting with your mentor from your New York Red Bulls days? Yeah, it's a, it's a really unique opportunity. You know, someone that, you know, gave me my first chance to become a professional soccer player. He kind of scoped out the plan for me and, you know, what my professional years could look like if I if I continue to work hard, stay humble and work on the things I need to. And, um, you know, he really helped me develop that mentality just to go into everything with a, with a positive mindset, continue to work hard. Um, and yeah, obviously, connecting with him again in Germany is is very unique. So um, it's nice to have another American. And I think as a player playing abroad to have an American coach, it's very cool. Well, that's the perfect segue to my next question, Tyler, really, because I, I do think about that American coach. Obviously, you know, uh, we value them so highly, not just in MLS, but all over the world and the things that other managers have done as well. You know, Bob Bradley, et cetera, Bruce Arena now with the refs, et cetera, but Jesse Marsh as well, clearly with Leipzig. But American coaches are still viewed in many ways with a certain degree of skepticism, skepticism by some soccer fans. What would you say to dispel that myth that Americans are not as equipped to do the job as managers from other countries, especially in Europe? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And I think it's obviously not only coaches, um, but the players as well. I think until recently, uh, American players going abroad didn't always have the respect of, you know, the coaches of the clubs and uh, they thought that we weren't good enough or that we didn't value soccer enough in, in the States. And I think now as we go to bigger and bigger clubs around the world and we're showing what we're capable of, um, people are starting to respect us. So I think that, you know, does the same with the coaches. Uh, obviously, there's a bridge that you have to take to um, to go to Europe and, and, and really show what you're capable of. Um, but I think Jesse is a good example of that. He took the step to go to Salzburg and, you know, now he's coaching, you know, one of the biggest clubs in the world. Yeah, I'm going to strangle my producer for making me say skepticism, by the way, uh, <laughs> as well. Um, do, you, <laughs> do you see uh, yourself? Listen, every time I, I speak to you or I listen to you, see you on the pitch, obviously, you know, you, you like to improve yourself, not just as a player, but as a person. Do you see yourself coaching one day? Oh, man. That's that's a tough question. You're put you're putting me on the spot. You know, it's, it's easy to say right now when you're involved with so many different people um, yeah. and you're around and you're around the game so much that maybe I won't want to coach. But I think that um, after I'm done playing 
anything can happen. You know, I love the game so much. I want to be around people. Um, I want to help young players develop and succeed. So um, I can definitely see myself doing it. But I, I don't know. At the moment, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, unsure. I don't know. Well, what, what else do you like to do, Tyler? I, I, I'm very interested in you as a person as well, outside of soccer. What, what else uh, are you passionate about? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that I'm still figuring myself out on and off the field. So for me, yeah. you know, edu educationally, I've always wanted to educate myself to the best of my ability. And um, it's something that my mom is also very passionate about as, you know, she got her degree. Um, so for me, I'm still studying school and I, I, I'm getting my psychology degree uh, in sports psychology. So um, psychology is something I'm very interested in. I think there's a huge role with it in today's game, especially as you see more and more people talk about uh, mental health and athletes and all the the challenges that they face, you know, off the field specifically. Um, so yeah, anything to improve performance, but uh, I'm a competitive person. So anything that's involved around sports is something I'm very interested in. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, I, I keep, I, I, listen, I don't want to sound patronizing, but 22 years old and you sound like you're, you know, wise beyond your years. So good luck with that. Whatever you do after you retire, which is a long, long, <laughs> long time from now. All right. Let's talk about uh, thanks to the, good people at Stat Sports who were able to facilitate this conversation. Uh, tell me about your par partnership with Stat Sports. For those who may not know, tell us what it is and how has it helped you improve your game? Yeah, so it's, it's a really unique partnership and one that kind of fits my traits. Um, it's a GPS device, sports device system um, that kind of tracks all the details that, you know, uh, an athlete will need um, to improve. So whether that's speed, high intensity meters, um, your top speed, the distance that you cover in a game, um, all these different things, how much pressure you're putting on your left foot compared to your right foot. Um, and this is something that I use on a day-to-day -day basis um, to see how I can improve, how I can manage my sessions so that I'm fresh um, going into games, going into trainings. Um, it's something that I've used initially as soon as I came into the professional game. So um, something that I'm really familiar with. Yeah, because I, I did want to uh, dive a little deeper there because you do strike me as somebody who likes to analyze his own performances. Is, is tracking and analyzing past performances a part of the job that you really embrace or, or does it feel like homework? Yeah, no, it's it's both for me. So as soon as we, you know, finish it's a game. It's good homework. Yeah. As soon as we finish a game or a training session, I'm running up to the fitness coach and I'm asking him like who ran the most in training. Like I always right. want to be the guy or at the top of that list, just as a, as a natural competitor, I, I just want to be the highest and, and the best at everything. So um, I'm always running up to them saying, did I reach the top speed in training today? Did I uh, run the most in training today? So I'm always interested in the statistics. Who's usually up there with you, uh, with a USMNT when you're trying to fight for that top spot? I don't know. We have a, we have a lot of guys that that run a good amount. So any of the midfielders, to be honest, between me, Eunice, uh, Weston, yeah. So those those guys, we run a lot. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, well, keep it up. Make sure that you beat Weston and Eunice every. Yeah. <laughs> when did you start using Stat Sports, and and were the results immediate? So my first time using Stat Sports was when I started playing with the USL team. Um, mm. Uh, and I think at Red Bull, the results, I wouldn't say were necessarily immediate. I looked at it just purely from a competitive standpoint, and I was always competing with my teammates. Um, as soon as I started understanding what the numbers were and why they were important, then I started to see the, uh, the improvement in my game and just managing how much I run to be able to stay fresh at the most important times of the game.
Tyler, let me ask you something. How did you go from being a user of the technology to becoming an ambassador, a partner, an investor? What, what does the new role entail outside of when you actually use it? Yeah, so originally the partnership basically started off as um, more of an endorsement where they mm. we did a little bit of a commercial project. Um, and then I felt, you know, kind of so invested in, you know, what that company has meant to me and how it's helped me succeed as a player that I took more of a role as, as an investor. And, uh, you know, that partnership has now led to obviously a lot of opportunities, you know, working closely with the company, being able to use that product in my in my personal training day to day um, has ultimately helped me improve my game. So clearly this is a good partnership and you not only uh, recommend it, but you will keep doing it in order for you to improve as a player. Absolutely. You know, it's not just me that uses it, even in my family, but my younger brothers that play soccer as well. When we go training together, um, they also use it as well so that we can compare each other and, and test each other, improve fitness, everything. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's fantastic. All right, uh, let's move on here. Tyler Adams with Kego Lasso uh, as he gets ready for some big games with the USMNT. Let's go uh, to your club. Let's go to Leipzig. And let's specifically, you know, talk about this season after a tough start to the Bundesliga campaign. Leipzig seemed to have steadied the ship in recent weeks. A great win against Borussia Dortmund this past weekend included. How are you feeling about Leipzig so far? Yeah, exactly. It was, it was like you said, it was a little bit of a tricky start in the beginning of the season. Um, of course, coming in a lot of moving pieces, you know, losing some players, um, new coaching change, some staff changes. Um, but like you said, I think that in the recent weeks, we've really started to, to build a strong foundation of what our team wants to be and what we're becoming. Um, we have so much quality in the team and chemistry of keeping a lot of guys together. Um, but it was just a matter of time until we got that one result that I think is now going to help us change change the, the foundation. So um, I'm very happy, of course, with winning that game against Borussia Dortmund. Um, I think it was just in due time that we needed that. And now going into the international break, um, we're excited that we ended on a good note. So this may seem like a silly question, but I'll give it a shot. What, what do you think are the club's objectives for this season? Obviously, you want to win it all, etc. But realistically speaking, the Bundesliga is not an easy league. Of course, there are giant clubs, Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund, as we mentioned, and others. What are your objectives for this season? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you know, starting off at the beginning of the season, I think it was easy to say, as always, we want to compete uh, at the top of the league. Um, in doing that, we started off uh, not the best to the best of our abilities, but now we're still sitting in fifth place, which is which is good. So I think that achieving a Champions League spot um, would be would be a, a great achievement. And I think that, you know, we have a real chance in the Pokal this year. You know, we made 
two Pro Cup finals in the past three years, and um, I think we can make another good run at it this year. So I think raising the first trophy um, for the club would be really important. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned the Champions League. Things haven't gone great in the Champions League. But then again, you were drawn in a ridiculously difficult group, a group of death, so to speak. Man City, PSG and Club Ruga are no easy feat then. Um, how challenging have these past four match days been? Yeah, not easy at all. Yeah, you know, when you play in the Champions League, um, sometimes you can get drawn into groups where you say, oh, yeah, we have a, you know, a real realistic opportunity to make it out. And I think that if some of these match days just went a little bit different, um, you know, maybe not a mistake here or a mistake there, then we would be saying to ourselves, um, you know, we really do have a realistic chance to make it out. So um, we've really competed with some of the best teams in the world and we showed what we're capable of on, uh, on the biggest stages. And I think that on different days, maybe the games go different ways. So, um, yeah, we have still three more match days to play or two more match days to play. Sorry. Um, in Champions League. So we want to win those games and, you know, hopefully we can uh, either make it out of the group or, or make Europa League. Absolutely. I mean, listen, you, you you tied against PSG. You scored uh, two goals away at PSG. You scored another mm -hmm. two against uh, three, sorry, against Manchester yeah. City. So really commendable, uh, you know, performances. There are 12 Americans, by the way, uh, playing in the Champions League. How does it feel to be one of them representing your country in Europe's biggest club competition? Yeah, it's amazing. Honestly, whenever you turn on a match day now of uh, Champions League, it's almost like an American is playing every single time. And it's, you know, amazing to see some of my, my teammates here, you know, playing week in and week out and against the biggest teams in the world and for the biggest teams in the world, which is even, you know, more of an amazing thing. So, um, you know, I support them all the time, but it's, it's really nice to be able to represent the U.S. on, you know, one of the biggest stages in a, in a different competition in Europe. Yeah, I'm going to go back to a question about the Americans in the Champions League. But very quickly, going back to that group of death uh, where that you were playing, PSG and Man City were among the pre-tournament favorites to win the whole thing. You've played against both, played very well in many ways, fought your way against some ridiculous talent, and of course, one of the biggest clubs in the world. Do you see either Man City or PSG going all the way? Yeah, absolutely. You know, with how much talent that they have, um, and you know, what makes up their teams, um, their special teams, you know, Man City specifically uh, is a team that it's surprising that they haven't won the Champions League as of recent. Um, so for me, you know, with the quality that they have all over the field, the way that they play tactically, how they kind of command the game, you know, you see it week in and week out, whether it's in the Premier League or Champions League, um, they're a special team with special players. And, you know, PSG the same, the attacking talent that they have. But, you know, everyone talks about the attacking players, but when you have players like, you know, Marquinhos and Kempembe in the back, um, they're also a special team. So, you know, anything can happen in the Champions League. That's why it's the best competition in the world. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Are you opting more for Man City just because of Zach Steffen is on that side? <laughs> Zach, Zach is also on that side. I, I, I'm definitely rooting for him, of course. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Listen, I, I'm actually really interested in specifically in the position that you play. Do you have any players in Europe that, that you look up to that you like to model yourself after or like that you respect highly specifically as a center midfielder? Yeah, I respect a lot of, of midfielders, of course, um, especially in my position. You know, when I look at how many sixes are around the world, there's so many ways of, of playing that position. You know, one person that I, of course, try to emulate in my game off of is, is probably Conte. Um, the way that he's able to, you know, break up plays and, 
he's kind of a, a pest to the to the opponents. You know, nobody wants nobody wants to play against him, but everybody wants him on his team. So um, he's a player that I like a lot. And then um, Fabinho and Verratti for me, um, how they control the game in a little bit of a different way. Um, Verratti playing against him, he's a, you see why he's so special. He controls the game in a way that uh, is very difficult to do. So I like him a lot. I like it. I like it. Good answers there. Um, what do you think, uh, going back to the Americans in the Champions League, what do you think that says about the development of U.S. players? Because obviously we have seen the squad right now, the USMNT squad. You're young, but very, very talented. The amount of players that are in Europe now, not just McKenney, yourself, of course, Aronson, Pulisic, but, you know, all the other players that are coming to Serie A as well. I was talking to Fabrizio Romano today, Tyler Adams, and mm. Daryl DK is being looked at by some clubs in Serie A. So the American talent just keeps going. Ricardo Pepe, of yeah. course. What do, you, what do you think that says about American players right now? Yeah, I think it shows that when we're given an opportunity, right, that we can really develop quickly and adapt to uh, the European game. So I think that, you know, the successes of, players like Weston, myself, Christian, Brendan Aronson, um, all these clubs around the world are now looking for the next Weston, the next Tyler, the next Christian, the next Brendan Aronson. I think that's, you know, amazing. And it's kudos to all the players that are, you know, willing to take that step early on and, and really step away from, from home, step away from their families, um, you know, face adversity. It's not easy moving to Europe and being on your own in the beginning. Um, so I think that, you know, all these clubs are, are looking for those next players. So, you know, it's exciting. I think MLS has a big, big factor uh, to play in that as well. They're playing younger and younger players week in and week out and giving them that opportunity. And, you know, the younger you can start playing professional games, I think the more important. So, yeah. Absolutely. We're here with Tyler Adams, by the way, uh, part of RB Leipzig and the USMNT facilitated by Stats Sports. Uh, we're just going to stick around for a little bit longer with Tyler before we say goodbye to him. Uh, thank you so much for spending time with us, Tyler. Let's go back now to the USMNT. And the World Cup qualifiers, uh, you know, second in the octagonal. You look well placed to clinch a ticket to Qatar 2022. It's been a roller coaster a little bit uh, these first six matches, though. Is that what you were expecting? Uh, how are you seeing uh, the beginning of this? I think uh, it's 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 hard to say. I don't know what I was really expecting to be honest. You know, playing with the youth national teams, you know, in Concacaf. Um, doesn't give you a clear understanding of what it's going to be like when you play at the senior national team level. So, um, you know, going into this with a young team, we always knew it was going to be a learning experience no matter what. You know, what, what curveballs were going to be thrown at us, maybe we didn't exactly know. Um, but I think now we've had a glimpse of everything that can be thrown at us. So um, we're excited to now go into, you know, these next couple of qualifiers, you know, take it game by game. We've established that the most important thing to do in qualifying is not get ahead of yourself. Um, you can't take any opponent lightly because, you know, CONCACAF is growing each and every day and the quality is only getting better. Um, so, yeah, obviously the next the next on our agenda is Mexico. And, you know, we played them, you know, a lot in the past couple of months or, or the past year. So um, we're going to be excited for that game. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm going to go back to Mexico, my friend. So don't worry about it. I want to ask you about that game because I was there, obviously, as well in the Nations League. Uh, final as well and obviously everything you've done recently so we will come back to that but I, I wanted to ask you something you and Brendan Aronson are the only two players to have featured in all six World Cup qualifiers has it been difficult to find a little bit of cohesion with so many changing faces or does it help you do you think to maintain rotationally healthy yeah uh, it's it's been interesting we have so many quality players in the team that can obviously 
you know, fight for a position in the, in the starting 11, but each, each week we can only, or each qualifier game, we can only put out, you know, an initial starting 11 players. So um, it, it shows depth in our team. And I think that's super important. Um, it shows ability for guys to, to be durable and be able to play three games in a window, two games in a window um, and stay healthy, you know, with the COVID schedule in Europe in general, I think it's, it's kind of built our bodies up to prepare us for these, these tough schedules. So when you have to come into camp and play three games, it's really no problem. Um, but getting used to the travel is a little bit different. So, um, you know, we're slowly getting used to that, but I think everybody's prepared to play a big role. Yeah. How do you listen? Cause I've talked to almost every single USMNT player and each time they tell me, you know, you, you guys tell me how tight knitted you are, how close you are. I think the fact that you are, you know, similar age probably helps. Does that help when it comes to trying to find cohesion or are there any other things? Like, are your personalities the same? Are you as competitive? What do you do to try and find cohesion every single time when you have to keep rotating players? Yeah, I think the chemistry on the field speaks for itself. But something that I found, you know, very unique about this team and something that the training staff has, you know, really emphasized, you know, when we've come into camps starting this two-year cycle is that, um, we want everyone to be close with everyone. So mm-hmm. when we come into camp, we always have, you know, assigned seats at tables and meals, and it's always with different people. So we get to know everyone in and out. And I think that, you know, that's really important. There's no clicks in our team. You don't see the same guys always hanging out with the same guys like most teams. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's very important. And I think that shows on the field is you can see, you can rotate, I don't know, Brendan Aronson, Gio Reyna, Christian Pulisic, any of these players, and they come into the team and they have this fluidity to the team and we feel comfortable with each other. Um, and I think that's that's really important. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about Mexico because this is the game that I'm really excited to watch. Of course, I'm sure you are too. You were involved in the Nations League final victory in the summer. I was there. Uh, amazing atmosphere. Uh, what a great way for uh, your team to win it. Does that game... Tyler, and the Gold Cup final have any bearing for this Friday or do you see it as a complete blank slate? Yeah, 0%. It's, it's nothing. They, those, those two games mean absolutely nothing. The only thing um, that's nice about those is that we continue to improve and progress at those points in, in time. We've gone through um, a lot of different moments now as a team and developed a lot more since those moments. Um, and Mexico has as well. Um, and we respect Mexico, obviously, you know, very highly. They're, they're a quality team with a lot of quality players. Um, and it's going to be a battle, bottom line. It's a rivalry match. Um, I think that we know what the, those games mean now. And, and it's important that we learn that from the summer. But winning those games means nothing. This is for a World Cup. This is for something completely different. The motivation from both sides will be completely different. The fans will play a huge role for us um, in playing at home, of course. Um, but yeah, those games mean nothing. To that point, Tyler, it's always a huge game. It means nothing, obviously, because this game, like you said, this is a World Cup qualifier for next year. Uh, Pride is obviously on the line, but still three points are three points, right? Do you and the team treat this game differently because it's Mexico or is it just as important as another one? For example, Jamaica, the following after that. Does Does Mexico give you that added sense of adrenaline and euphoria? Or is it the same as if you were playing Jamaica for the next one? Yeah, so I think from like an adrenaline perspective, a motivation, uh, motivational perspective, you always have a little bit extra for a rivalry game. Um, but that doesn't change our approach into the game at all. You want to have continue to build that routine and that every game is as important as the next. Um, and I think that we've done that as a team and we're starting to turn our focus now, of course, um, after learning quickly what qualifying was about to that game by game mentality. 
um, you know, what that does on the field, what, what you feel on the field, um, if, of course, is always going to be a little bit different, but the approach doesn't change. Final question, Tyler. Are you going to watch the Red Bulls in the playoffs uh, of MLS? Uh, they, they made that team. They made that cut. They're in the playoffs. Uh, what, what do you make of it? Are you going to be watching? Are you going to be trying to watch? Yeah, absolutely. I try to catch as many games as possible. And obviously some close friends still on that team. So um, I'm excited that they were able to clinch it uh, on the last day, deadline day, always the most, the most fun to watch. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited for them. So hopefully they can make a good run. Well, hopefully they will be watching you, Tyler Adams. Uh, thank you so much. And thank you, Statsports, for helping facilitate this great conversation. Tyler, I wish you all the best, my friend. You are a very impressive young man. And may you continue to uh, grow and glow in your future. Thank you so much for having me. Don't forget to watch Tyler and the USMNT as they get ready for Mexico this Friday, Jamaica next week on Tuesday, November 16, which you can watch exclusively, by the way, on Paramount Plus and CVS Sports. Tyler Adams, thank you so much. We will see you next time. Thank you, everybody. And make sure to follow Kegolasso on Twitter, Kegolasso Pod, YouTube.com forward slash Kegolasso, CBS Sports, and your CBS Sports app. We will see you next time.